What an incredible morning. You know, I just, I'm, I, you know, and, and realize the timing today is January 22nd, 50 years ago that decision was handed down. Guys, I, I, my youngest brother uh, was born in 68, so he was uh, ahead of that, of that decision, but he, um, they, they determined, they found out my mom was pregnant when she went in for checkup pre-surgery, and, um, they stopped everything and talked and conferred with different doctors, and they told mom and dad that you need to terminate the pregnancy. Uh, you have these tumors. We've got to get rid of these tumors. The tumors and the baby are going to compete. Uh, should you go full term, which is highly unlikely, you, uh, either you or the baby will die, one or the other, but both will not survive. And, you know, mom and dad, they, they went home and, and uh, talked about it, prayed about it, and they just said, no, not going to do that, you know. Yeah. So my brother Stephen was born, and they did the surgery at the same time. They took him through section, and, and you know what? He was a healthy kid. And, and God honored their decision. Every life is precious. Um, this is, uh, let me, t- let me, I- I'm going to deviate. You know, I may go all over the place today. But let me tell you, there, there, there's something so important about uh, the abortion issue. The church did nothing to stop it. Think where we would be today had the church gotten off its pew and stopped that from happening. Didn't do it. So it's taken 50 years to get to the point where it now goes to the states. The fight really just now begins. It's not over. Uh, Where Pastor Mark and I are from, a huge pro-life movement. Um, Every year, a march from the steps of the state capitol uh, through downtown, crossing the interstate, and to the front door of the governor's mansion. And then a rally, a pro-life rally. Friday was the annual, the National March for Life in D.C. Um, where we come from, there's a, there's a background of, of uh, pro-life, a heavy pro-life movement and influence. People went to jail over that. Uh, I think Pastor Mark was arrested at one of those times. Yeah, he, uh, he claims he was just standing there. I don't know. Yeah, but... But uh, so he's got a record. Uh, I, I trustees and I having a meeting this afternoon about that. So just recently got the info on it. But guys, it, I, I just want you to understand: uh, judgment falls. Go through Scripture and look at what happened, where people killed the innocent. You know, there, there is an incredible study, and I'm going to get a little, hey, hey, let me just say it this way. Social justice is close to God's heart. I know that's not a, a real popular thing to say in a lot of circles, but it really is. A lot of the judgment, almost every time you see Israel get judged and God take action against them, in the list of offenses is social injustice. And it's, 
you know, dishonest weights, not caring for the poor, these kind of things. So, so, so guys, we, we've got to begin to stir ourselves up and wake up. Our world has lulled us into a comfort zone that is a prison. It really is. And I'm sorry? Self-centered. It's self-centered, yeah. I like me. But, but it's true. Uh, and, 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 and guys, I, I, I want this, I want today to be um, a revelation. Okay? So, so, none of, so, so if, you, if you've got something here that kind of you're, you're wondering or you're questioning, don't close your heart, please. Because my heart is to open something up to you. And, I, and, and the reason it's special to me is because I, I'm one of those people that usually does it wrong and learns. I'm, I'm just honest. You know, if, if, you're, if you're, I come from a generation of leadership that was taught, you never reveal your, your weaknesses or your flaws to everybody else. You don't let them get too close. You don't let them get too familiar. Familiarity breeds contempt. And if they see your flaws and your weaknesses, they won't respond to you like, like they need to, and they won't follow you, they won't trust you, that's a crock. Because in my life, what I saw when people would stand in the pulpit and, and, and talk about what God did in their life and what God was doing through their lives and ministries, I'm going, now you know, if that guy can do it, what about me? If they can, if they can, um, no, I'm looking over there. I thought I um, look like Sean Williamson sitting over there. Um, I've lost my train of thought now. Because anyway, so, but I, if if I if if they can do it, I can do it. And 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 guys, trust me. If anybody did it wrong, if anybody should not have been used by God. If anybody should not be here today, it's me. Um, but God. And Perry. <laughs> somebody was talking to somebody this morning and said, uh, Perry told me, you know, if I wanted to keep riding motorcycles after my last wreck, that was fine. But she was going to hire the meanest, ugliest nurse to take care of me. <laughs> because she was done. So. <laughs> yeah, you'd want insurance payment. Um, but I want to talk to you today about dreams. Come on, man. Um, Boils down to God speaking to you and you hearing what He's saying. Not hearing only, but listening, understanding, taking it into your heart, taking it into your spirit, and letting that thing take root and letting that thing grow and let it produce fruit in your life and through your life. That's what I'm talking about. And I'm telling, I'm here to tell you that 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 it doesn't matter. And I'm getting these are. Notes from way later. 
Oh, somebody texted me, Rodney Stevenson. Um, way later, but, but there's, there's, there's just something about not being uh, scared to do what you feel God wants you to do. There's a lot of reasons to not do it. I know them all. I'm familiar with them. I've used them. Um, I've argued with God. I've argued with other people about them. Um, but there, 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 there is something so important waiting for you in your response that God has, it, it, it's such an urgent thing in his, in his plan for your life. In his heart, it's urgent. And I'll tell you, it doesn't matter how old you are. David, when he wrote some of the Psalms that he sang and he worshiped God, he was a kid. He's a middle schooler. And I, I, I probably have told this here before or to some of you. When I was about 12 or 13, I would cut my grandparents' grass for money. You know, that was the methodology to get cash back then. You worked. <laughs> so... What, what, what's, that, what's that method that people put this out on? Go fund me. Go fund me. That's my go fund me. Yeah. Cutting grass. Yeah. Regular yard was three bucks. Oh, wow. was a long time. Yeah, it was a while back. <laughs> a big yard was five. And I got five from my grandparents. They had a riding lawnmower. You know what a comet snapper is? Oh, yeah. I, I rode a comet snapper. And, and, and God had, had been ministering to me and talking to me. Uh, and, 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 you know, and I talked to mom and, and dad about it. And it was kind of like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're just a kid. That's wonderful. I'm glad. But you don't let that distract you. You know, and, and, and I'll be honest with you. I even had a word one time uh, given to me at a youth meeting and uh, went home and told them that. My mom said, absolutely not. Hey, parents, be careful what you say. You might find yourself on the opposite side of what God is. So just, you know, use, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Um, uh, but I was cutting grass one day, and, and you know, I was praying. And, and, and uh, I was even singing some of the old choruses we sang. And I saw a room, and, it, and I was, from the perspective of standing on the podium, and I looked around this room, and, and, and just brightly colored painted, brightly colors, bright colors on, on the walls, and banners on the walls. And a big crowd, and they were all brown. Um, and so I just, you know, I just kind of, okay. Well, oh, I know what that is. Uh, I went to Mexico on a mission trip with the youth group this earlier in the summer. So that's what the, I'm just, you know. Well, years and years and years later, 
I'm in Mexico City. We're living in Mexico at that time. And I was at a conference, and I got up to share. And when I stood at the, at the podium, <laughs> I looked up, and I was in that room. And, and it was the same banners, the same colors, and a bunch of brown folks. See, God was talking to me. He was showing me in a vision or a dream or a daydream what, was, what he had for me. Now, I had the option at many points to not go there. And trust me, I tried not to. <laughs> and it's not one of those things where I, didn't, I, did, I don't want to do what God made me do, what I didn't want to do. That's a crock. That, that, that people tell you that all the time. I don't believe them. I've never seen that be true because in, in, in their heart they know. Because God has sown it in there and he's put it in there and he's planted it in there. He's cultivated it and he guards it and he keeps it regardless of where you are and what you're doing. I've told you the story because I, I ran from God. When I'm telling you the story, on, standing there on Bourbon Street, trying to decide where we're going to go from that point on. And I looked up in front of me and there's a bunch of people milling back and forth. And an older man was standing there with about a nine or ten year old kid. And first thing in my mind was, what is this? You know? And the kid lets go of the guy's hand, walks over and hands me a track. Tore me up, ruined my whole weekend. Uh, yeah. Everybody else went, everybody else continued on. I went back to the apartment and stayed there the rest of the night, all the next day, and then went back to, back to Baton Rouge. But God watches you. He's got something specific for each and every one of you. And it's tailor-made for you. Now, it's not necessarily five-fold ministry, full-time ministry. It's not necessarily being a missionary. It's not necessarily to be something major. But it's tailor-made for you, and it's something so important because only you're going to do it. And he's going to talk to you and he's going to show you and he's going to give you a dream or a vision. And that's what I want to talk to you about. Listen, <laughs> and the devil's going to try and stop it. And he's going to raise a stink and he's going to do everything he can do to keep you from getting circumstances are going to come against you. What you do in that will determine what you fulfill in God's will. Does that make sense? I want to tell you, just, just a little side note, circumstances are going to always make your belief system inconvenient. That's good. That's good. They're always going to make it inconvenient. You're going, to, you're going to constantly have to make decisions. No devil, yes God. No flesh, yes God. No lie, yes God. What was that song we sang this morning? I come out of agreement with. See, that's what that's talking about. And so you have, you have visions and you have dreams and you may not even realize it. And what got me on this was, was, was I was listening to a song, and we'll look at some of, the, some of the lyrics here in a little bit. But I was listening to a song and it just, it, like a light bulb, boom. And it was, it was an accidental thing because I wasn't, even, I, I wasn't even listening to music. I forget what happened. I just heard it. 
And, and so it, it just really started me thinking down this line of God speaks to us and He reveals to us. And a lot of times we don't know it, understand it, or, or catch it. And so He brings it back up again and again and again and again. So when you see that happen and you sense that happening, stop. Stop and go, okay. Boy, I'm getting my notes all out of order. Stop and go, what do you want of me? Remember in Samuel where, you know, he'd get up and run to the priest. He'd say, okay, did you call me? I didn't call you. Get back up, run. You call me? No, I didn't call you. He finally figures it out. He says, next time you hear that, tell him I'm here. What do you want? God wants something from you. I don't care who you are. One of the most incredible, impactful missionaries I've ever known of was an oil field worker. Worked on a rig. A roughneck. High school education. How about James and John? They fished. I do not minimize education. I'm working on a master's degree now. But that's not the stuff God counts necessarily. He wants to know what will you do. Not what can you do. He wants to know what will you do. What will you do? Not can I, but will I. Not can you, but will you. Because you can. But will you? I'm serious. That's the question right there. Will you do what God wants you to do? Will you live what He wants you to live? Will you respond the way He wants you to respond? Will you set aside your goals, your family's traditions, your wants, your desires, mom's dreams for God's wants, God's desires, God's dreams? Amen? That's the thing. And it's not easy. My parents had to deal with it. Hey, I'm calling the mission field. Yeah, okay. Hey, I'm leaving. I don't like this. I really don't want you to go. Moms are great. They are. Because let me tell you, our staunchest prayer partners and supporters, mom, both moms, my mom, my mother-in-law. I got. I, I'm saved because my mom and the pastor's wife took a year. I was the pro, I'm the prayer project for a year. They met every day. Bless their hearts. But they that, that's who that's what undergirds you, you know. And 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 there's a price for this. There always is. But oh, in comparison to the rewards and the blessings, it's, it's nothing. It's cheap. That was a good amen moment. So dreams and visions. Uh, can you put the first slide up about the, the Old Testament? Oh, yeah, I forgot that one. Then Caleb quiet. This is, we are well able. Okay. There you go. We are well able to walk. In the call that God's put on our lives. You're all called, by the way. Give me a list of the Old Testament vision 
scriptures. Abraham, Abimelech, Jacob, Joseph, Pharaoh's cupbearer, Pharaoh himself, Samuel, the Midianite, and the Malachite armies, Solomon, and Daniel. They all were spoken to in dreams and visions. Every one of them. For different reasons and different purposes. You know, Abraham, the big focus was fear not. Fear not. You know, think about Abraham's life. He was a pagan. He was. He's a pagan. God looks at him and says, you know, he's a good pagan. He's a good one. We're going to... I think I can work with this. Hey, Abraham, I want you to get up and pack all your stuff up and leave your land. Leave your inheritance. Leave what you've known. Leave all that blessing and security behind. And I want you to go to a place, a land that I'm going to give to your descendants. And I want you to, I want you to go over there and I want you to, to just, you know, walk around in that. Fear not. Don't be afraid. You, I want you to do this, you know. Jacob, Jacob had that vision, a dream about the ladder going up and down, the angels going up and down into heaven. And, he, and then he talks with, with the Lord. New Testament, you have Joseph, <laughs> where the angel of the Lord appears to him, hey, listen, uh, go, I want you to do it, you do need to marry Mary. She's pregnant, but it's, you know, the Holy Spirit. Peter, hey, Peter, check out what's in this sheet. Check this out. Now, this is how I want you to respond to that. Don't reject. So I want you to start thinking right now, what has God spoken to you? What dream do you have? Because I'll tell you, he starts when you're young. Yes, and it's in your life. It's in there. If you've not touched it, if you've not realized it, if you've not heard it, if you don't think you've seen it, I guarantee you, you have to some extent. And you never recognized it for what it is. So this is when you go, okay, I need to pursue God to find this out. I have got to know what this is. And, and, and I'll tell you... I ran from it. I ignored it. And when I think where I could be now in my relationship with the Lord, had I not, I wasted time. And let let me, boy, this is all out of order. Um, There's this, uh, let, let, let let me encourage you, okay? Because it'll still be there. It may be in a little different form or shape, but it'll still be there. So don't be concerned that you ignored it. Don't be condemned by that. Grab it now. He'll take you from where you are now to where He originally wanted you to be. It's just a different route. He'll do it. He had to do it with me. He can do it for you if he did it for me. Because, man, I'm telling you, I ain't nothing. 
Again, it's not can you, will you? The only thing that's special about me is I said I will. You know? Here am I, send me. Samuel goes, here I am, Lord. What do you want of me? Come on, guys. I want you to get this. This is not... Shane's for you. It's for Jamie. It's for the knotheads. It's for, it's for anybody. Because there's some things God wants you to do. There's some things God wants you to... There's some people God wants you to touch. There, there, there was, there's a guy that he's, he's gone on to be with the Lord. And, and he, to me, every time I would get discouraged and say, you know, this is ridiculous. I, I, I don't need this. I, I, you know, I'm going to go back. I want to go back to the way life was. I want to go back to, 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 to what I liked. Go back to Egypt. Every time I'd start thinking that way, I swear that God went to, to Pete and went, Hey, he's at it again. Go get him. Because everything I did, he'd catch me. Pete would catch me. I'd be doing something I shouldn't do, and I'd turn around and look, and there he's standing there going, Pete was what, 6'3"? He must have weighed 350. And he was the runt of his family. I met his older brother and the guy shook my hand and his finger wrapped around my forearm. <laughs> swear they related to Goliath. Grew up in inner downtown Chicago. And he'd just be standing there going, what are you doing? What, 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 what's this about? God's got somebody like that in your life, I guarantee you. With Chris, it was his mother. With me, it was Pete. After Pete, Perry. Yeah. Huh? But I, let, let me, let me get, you know, I want to read some verses from the song. I, I wanted to play it, but this is better. So, so just let me. When we, were, when we were kids, it starts out this way. When we were kids in the backyard, this is a song by Lily Meola. Playing astronauts and rock stars, no one told us to stop it. No one called us unrealistic. I want you guys to start to dream. Do the what if God would use me? What would I like to do? What would I like to see? I have been a, I got, this was my dream. Missions, my dream. Church planting. I got to do it. Mexico, two churches. Tegucigalpa, Honduras, the capital city. 
church there. Livingston, Zambia, church there. That was so cool. I got, to, I got out and managed to walk around in the foundations of the old Livingston where David Livingston lived. Got to do a church plant there. Got to see the first known convert in an unreached people group in Kenya. I didn't get to do it, but I watched it. I was there. I get the same rush when I see someone receive Jesus still today. Because you go in, something's going in, and, and where there is no life, there's life. Where, where there's death and destruction and hopelessness, there's life and, and, and blessing and, and hope. It is not what my family wanted for me. It is not what my family tradition nor culture was. And there are members of my family still in that vein. We're not. My grandfather looked at me one time. He said, I don't understand you. I, I just don't get it. I think what you're doing is, is okay. It's wonderful, I guess. You're helping people. But I, I, how are you going to get rich? How are you going to make money? Because that was the driving force. So what's the dream? Stop and think. What dream has God given you? Because he's given you one. Really has. You may have to revive it. You may have to pick it up and dust it off. You may have to go back and go, oh, how does this fit me now? It will. Same destination, different route. It will fit you now. It will work. Then suddenly you're 18. You, go to, you need to go to college for your plan B. What your dream is, what you want, it's too risky. God's going to put you out there on the edge. No better place to live. Because that's when God shows up. You follow? I mean, am, am I making sense? I don't, I, I just, you know... Here's what we wind up doing. This was me, live for the weekend. I'm not going to read the next part. Huh? Oh, is it there? Oh, live for weekends and whiskey. Yep. <laughs> we all got these big ideas. One day they're replaced with fears. How'd we get here? <laughs> How did you get where you are? How did you get on the stinking hamster wheel that you're on? You're running that baby, you're running that baby, you're running that baby, you're running that baby, and, and are you really fulfilled? I'm not telling you to stop running. I'm telling you, where does God want you to run? Keep running, you know? Live, live for the weekend. No, don't do that. How'd you get there? All these things we say we'll get to were shot down by the reasons not to. Darling, don't quit your daydream. It's your life that you're making. That's where your life really is. It's in that dream that God's got for you. I've been around some of you, and I've watched and listened what comes out. 
And guys, there's some deep, deep stuff there that's powerful. And you cover it up. Oh, that's only for special occasion. No, it's not. I was reading today, this morning, while we were praying. We get together on Sunday mornings and pray. And, and I was reading in John 4, you know, where Jesus is talking to the disciples. He says, you, or to the people, he says, you have a saying, you know, uh, it's the fourth month, harvest is coming. No, lift up your eyes. The harvest is now. Don't wait for something. If you're waiting for a signal, for a sign, for a word, for, for something like that, that's not going to be the way it happened. It's already there. Lift up your eyes. Look, it's there. Your dream's there. Your vision's there. Your purpose is there. It's right there in front of you. And there's some of you that know it, and it scared you. It has scared you, and you don't want to do that because you're scared. The devil has lied to you. He has convinced you you, ain't, you can't. He's convinced you it's not God. It's not God's voice. It's not God's purpose. It's not God's reason. He'll give you any and every reason to not do it. Guys, remember what I said. Circumstances, they'll make your belief system and structure inconvenient. It's not the right time. It's not convenient. It's like, well, we're going to wait till we get everything in order and lined out and get ourselves financially set, and then we can start having children. That never works. Yeah, if it had been me, we would have never had kids. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Let, let me, let me, I, I, I had the opportunity to, some, some of us went and met with a, a lady this week. She said years ago, she was in bed, husband was asleep, I think she was pregnant at the time, and she woke up, and it was like there was smoke in the room, about halfway up the wall. I know what that was. She woke up, and a voice spoke to her and said, they will know you. They will know you. And her response to that, well, if they're going to know me, let it be for something good. And from that point forward, her life has been directed in that manner. The whole reason for any and everything she does is because of that vision. She lives here in town. If I told you her name, you'd know her. Some of you. But what she is doing now is, is, is having such a major impact in Pulaski County in ways that most of us ignore. We don't know. We don't see. We don't realize it. And for 2023 into 2024, it will all increase a hundredfold. And I don't say that, out of, it's not a faith statement, it's everything is in place. It just takes step one to step two, and she's in the steps now. Because of that one vision. And it's, it's, it's changed her life. But there's an urgency in her heart. Because her husband retires in six years, 
And she said, I'm going with my husband. So I've got to finish this. I have got to be about this. You know, and she's had children. She's raised children. She's, you know, she's had life. You go through life. You do these things. And on top of that, God takes you and multiplies you and what you are and who you are and what you do. And its impact, its impact is eternal. Think about it. It's eternal. What happened here today with these people, eternity changed. Eternity changed. Guys, we're just living in the, in, 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 in kind of like the proving ground. This ain't it. Man, we got to get our head in the game. This is not the end. You ain't even got to the starting line yet. But once you hit that starting line, where you are and how you are is unchangeable. Understand that. In other words, hell is real. It's a horrible place. It was made for the devil and his angels. And you go there if you reject God. It's not God that puts you there. You put yourself there. And it's forever. There's no changing it. Now take that understanding and look at people that work with you. Do you want that? The harvest is ripe right now. What's God got for you? What does God want you to do? What does He have for you to do? If it makes you nervous, it's probably worth it. Hey, are you willing to uh, leave the security of your job? Are you willing to uh, Uproot your family and uh, move somewhere else. Mark. Now, I don't know how it was for Brother Mark, for Pastor Mark, but for me, it was easier to move from Louisiana to Mexico than it was to move from Louisiana to, to Kentucky because of, because of the culture I grew up in. Very similar to, to Hispanic culture. Very similar. A lot of influence there. But this Scotch-Irish stuff here, whoo, it's rough on this old boy. I know. See, God was trying to help me out with my wife. She's from Scotch-Irish. But let me, let, me, let me move on here. Philip Murdoch in Brazil. Remember, if it makes you nervous, it's worth it. Philip and Ray, 20... Philip and Renee, 20 plus years ago, moved to Rio de Janeiro. Philip's from there. Um, British, first generation Brazilian, British parents. Uh, educated in college in, in Louisiana and LSU. And, um, sorry, and uh, uh, got saved. And, uh, God changed the trajectory of his life. And so they, they had a big vision to move back to Rio and, and start a church. Now, let me, let me in 2022, this, this was what they did for this last Christmas. More than 1,600 presents for children. 
1,600 kids. In 2022, through their Dream Center, 870 people were reached each week. 70 doctor and dental appointments each week they provided for people who couldn't do it. 130,000 plus pounds of food given away in 2022. They had medical outreach for dental and doctors, 2,339 people in 2022. They have medical, uh, medicine distribution, a little pharmacy, 11,000 prescriptions. 500 plus children and teenagers in weekly after school activities. These are poor people. They, taught, they teach soccer, ballet, hip-hop, jiu-jitsu, judo, theater, and English. 500 plus kids each week. 160 students graduated. They offer vocation, vocational courses. Bakery for cake baking, electrician, drywall, clothing design, tailoring, manicure, salon, hair color, hairstyling. It went into a town that was flooded with a landslide and handed out 20,000 care packages. Big vision. That's the Dream Center. The church, nine campuses, opened three in 2022. 54 pastors graduated, trained, and set into ministry. 229 baptisms, 2,001 salvations. 2,000 people saved in 2022. Amen. Hallelujah. 635 students in their leadership training course that graduated. 4,200 people on average weekly attendance. Big vision. Had a dream. We talked about it. We worked together at, at, at the church that Pastor Mark and I are from. We worked together. Brother Mark knows him. Big dream. This is what, this is what God's going to do. This is what God's going to do. It's all God. Nothing about him. If God did it for Philip, I mean, come on, he's an engineer. What can God do through you? If God can take a roughneck, what can he do through you? It takes a dream. He's got this. He's, he's, is, you ever seen the cat when you hang that little thing right in front of him? That cat trying to. And then they get mad and then they're going to ignore it. And they keep watching it. God's got that thing. He's not dangling it. He's not keeping it just out of your reach. He's trying to hand it to you. He really is. Where is it? How is it? What, what can I, you know, reach up and grab it. The last thing, or the last verse here is like, so scared of failure that we fail to try. We turn around just before the finish line. Think about that. Well, Brother Don, you know, that's all fine and good. You, you, you know, but, but you're, you're, you know, you don't, your ministry, you don't, you don't get where I am and what I'm living through. and You don't know my situation. I'm not the one. 
It's God. It's Holy Spirit. He knows. I guarantee you that half of what's going on in your life, He's done. Half of your discomfort, or all your discomfort. In my life, it was all my discomfort. And, and, and my disgruntledness, it's all God. Not now. I'm not saying that. Used to be. Why? Because he's stirring up your nest. He wants you out of there. He wants you to make a move. He wants you to make a shift and a change. And it starts with a decision to say yes or no. And it starts with you taking a step. Because I guarantee you, and I'm, I'm going to rush here. Okay, so we're 12, 10. Let me, get, let me get some of my stuff back here. Okay. Don't assume for one minute that if you choose not to, that God's going to punish you. I'm giving you an out. Because God will still love you. Still bless you, provide for you, protect you, heal you, heal your kids, bless your marriage. God's love for you is unconditional. But His best for you depends on you. I was sitting on four bucks, I think it was, of scaffolding on the top with Joey Williamson. That's why I looked over and saw him and thought, he looked just like Sean, that's Joey's son. Chris, he can come up. And, I, and we had just gotten through putting in, we ripped out the gable end of a house and we were putting in stained glass windows. It was on the east gable of the house and it would shine in in the morning over the kitchen, dining room, living room there's Brother Roy's house. And we're sitting on these scaffolds and feet dangling down. It's hot. I mean, you've been in Louisiana in August. It's nasty. And, 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 and Joey was gearing up. This was in November, early November. And, and uh, it's, it was a wonderful fall morning. It was probably about 78 degrees. And, and, and Joey and I are talking. Joey's gearing up. He's leaving in the summer, in, in, in May or June. He's going to language school. He's moving to Mexico. He and his wife and his four kids and they're, they're uprooting everything and they're going to the mission field. And I was disgruntled. I was unhappy. I was frustrated. I, you know, and we're just talking and he just stopped me. He said, listen, you need to stop playing games. You just need to shut up and listen to what Holy Spirit's telling you and do what God's asking you to do. It doesn't matter. Now, you don't have to, he told me. He said, God told me the, the, the first run at this, and I refused it. I rejected it. God still provided for me. God still loved me. God still blessed me. None of that changed. So that's not what we're talking about here. And Joey looked at me and said, now you, and you don't have to do it. I didn't do it. You don't have to do it. But what, what does happen if you don't? You miss God's best for you. And I guess if I, if I had to say anything now, there's, there's two things I would want to say. One of them is that, is that drive right there. Don't miss God's best for you. Because that goes down generationally. 
You think you're putting your kids out there and they're going to do without and they're going to suffer and they're going to be... No. God doesn't just... He does take care of them, but it's not just that. God blesses them. The inheritance is even greater than it would have been. Yeah. Yeah. But learn also that you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to fight for what God's got for you. You're going to have to fight for anything you want. Why not fight for something eternal? You're going to have to fight. And life will give you what you fight for. The devil will surrender to you what you're willing to fight for. But if you're not willing to fight, he's not going to surrender anything. And if you're just willing to just sit there and go, oh, woe is me. Watch somebody else move in what God's got for them and go, good for them. They're different. No different than you. T.L. Osborne, one of the most, one of the most, he, he was an apostle to India. Went first, failed miserably. Went back to the States, defeated. Embarrassed. Went back. God just worked with him, dealt with him. Got himself where he needed to be. Got, figured out he'd do it God's way, not his way. Went back. Unbelievable. The roughneck that I talked to you about. He's laid hands on the dead and they've come back to life. He was on a flight over the Pacific and he had been upgraded to first class. I'm telling you, I tell you this stuff because I want you to understand there's no difference in you and them. None. Stewardess comes to him and says, hey, listen, um, we're going to have to move you back to the economy where you are or back to the back, you know, cattle call. Because somebody come up and they, they're going they take precedent over you frequent flyers all this stuff well he got mad moving back sitting back there frustrated angry that guy thinking I mean he was really he was hacked off I'm sorry disgruntled the guy that took your seat has a heart attack mid-flight is there a doctor and no doctor Crew's trying to do something. They got him laid out in the middle of the floor and they're trying to work on him, doing CPR, trying to keep him alive. This guy's wife goes, you need to go up there and lay hands on him and pray for him. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. He took my seat. <laughs> I am not lying. He wrote, I, this is straight from him, okay? I'm not going to do it. He took my seat. Not doing it. Honey, you need to go up there. You can, you can, you'll save his life. Not doing it. He shouldn't have taken my seat. He was frustrated. He was like any of us. Still is. And so what's he do? He finally goes, all right. She's pushing him, man. She's pushing. Thank God for your wife, man. And she's pushing him and pushing him. And so finally he goes up. You a doctor? No, I'm not a doctor. He looks anything. Nobody looks less like a doctor than me. So he kneels down. He lays hands on him. He prays for him. 
heart starts beating. Normal rhythm. Guy's fine. So he goes back to his seat, and he's still disgruntled. He's still. He said, but I learned a lesson. God taught me something. There are people, I, there are things here I had, not, but, but I, I want you to think, if you, if, you, if you lose it or miss it, I want you to look at the apostles. They went back fishing. Samson. At the last minute, changed. They get it restored. David. So if you've had it or you've ignored it, grab it again. If you've never had it, pursue it. If it's in front of you, run with it. Stand up, everybody. Now, I, I'm, I, I really hope you caught what, what I wanted here, what I think the Holy Spirit, you know, because, you know, I'm, I've been sitting here thinking, what is it? So I, I, want you to, I want you to do this this way. If you know what God's vision and purpose for your life is and you've neglected it or you've rejected it, I want you to raise a hand right now and just hold, just raise both your hands, just hold them up high. If you, if you want God to show you what that vision is, what that dream is for your life and that purpose, raise your hands now. If you're afraid, raise your hands. None of this. God has orchestrated this in your life and God has ordained this in your life. Do not be afraid. Don't even give it a second thought. I want you to run it. Father, everyone with their hands up. Father, whether they are wanting to revive their vision and their dream or they want it, give it to them. Father, begin to speak to them and show them today and tonight the vision, your purpose for them, your mission for them, their reason. If you've never heard it, God's going to give it to you. If you need to revive it, Father, Revive it. Blow on that. Stir it up. Pursue them, Holy Spirit, like you pursued me. If you're afraid and you're in the, in the middle of it right now and you're walking it out, lift your hands up. Be encouraged. God says He sees it. He knows it. And, and he's, he's ordained you for what He's called you to do. So don't be discouraged. Don't let the devil steal it. Don't let the enemy take it. He's prayed for you already. Fight for it. And you'll obtain it. You'll see it. You'll realize it. It'll come to pass in your life.